Hey everyone, welcome back. And here's part two of my interview with Chance. So this podcast, um, you know, it's called X People Pleaser. Um, and I feel like boundaries, it's a big lesson for a lot of people pleasers like myself out there who used to do a lot, not necessarily intentionally, but it's just kind of the way we're programmed, right? I think everyone has a little bit of a people pleaser within themselves. So I guess my question is, what is people pleasing to you mean? And how do you think becoming a dad maybe has shifted your perspective on what that means and how you might not do that as much anymore these days? Um, yeah, <laughs> I'm, I'm definitely no longer a people pleaser, but I am in the business of uh, Lainey pleasing, um, which is my daughter's name. Yes, um, yes. Yeah, uh, it, you know, it's interesting having to like just completely like shift the way that you like, you know, just, I don't know. The good thing is, is that people understand whenever you have a kid that things are different. Like, you know, like there's, it's, it's a process to kind of, um, it's a lot just empathizing with you. I can only imagine just being a young dad, millennial dad, new dad, um, during COVID. And then, you know, working in social media, that's already a lot because social, like I've never actually worked in social media until this, this current job. Um, and it's fast. Um, it's fast and it's always changing. I feel like I, you know, I will get up to speed with TikTok, you know, is it something that's relatively new? Is it new though anymore? Question mark. Um, but to me, it's relatively new still. And I blink and there's five new features. There's five new updates and, that's part of like the, I guess that's the challenging and also rewarding part. It's definitely, there's a duality to it for sure. Everyone wants, you know, the views and the engagement. And so, yeah. you know, that craving creates, you know, an urgency in people to, you know, to make stuff as fast as they yeah. can. Um, and that, you know, I think that, feel like it requires a lot more trial and an error like you gotta embrace the error more so um so that yeah. you can learn something like you don't learn anything from things that that do okay like you learn a lot more from something that that bombs you know completely um yeah definitely i wholeheartedly agree with that i feel like on, on instagram especially my take on it these days is Instagram is where people go to highly curate themselves and present themselves in a certain way. And on TikTok, what I've been finding is it's more so a platform where people basically go behind the scenes and vent quite honestly about how, you know, what goes into making that moment or what goes into even just um, like the real moments, like waking up at 8.45 a.m. and then rolling into your Zoom at 8.59 a.m. and then now being on on screen on a zoom meeting at 9 a.m. Um, which I guess TikTok content wise is for me it's refreshing because it's real you know and then I feel like IG is so curated you know um, but maybe that's just maybe that's just me I, don't I, I mean really I think know. we've gotten like uh, you know we after years and years of you know of Instagram use mm -hmm. mixed with the like the like re like wild self-awareness that that we've read on twitter it's kind of like become i feel like tiktok has kind of become 
you know, like an antidote to yeah. that, that dream life, like where we crave like a, our reflection, like we want, you know, we want to relate to something, you know, something a little more real or something that, that feels like we're looking in a mirror. And I think that, you know, that kind of content is, is, is doing that where we, you know, like we know too much about influencers now the makeup's off, like when it comes down to it. And, you know, that lifestyle isn't realistic, you know, for the vast majority of people. Um, and so, yeah, I don't think it's realistic for anyone. Like no one wakes up with, you know, just like a blowout and, you know, um, just everything done up. Um, I feel like TikTok, there's a certain era of authenticity, I guess, you know, um, vulnerability, I would say, um, that maybe not isn't as present on Instagram usage wise, you know? Mm -hmm. Yeah. And that mixed with like, there's just like a communal, there is a communal feeling, um, that, you know, that, that you get there too. Like, even though you'll see so many different, you know, people doing, you know, doing the trend videos at a time, like, you know, it, it, it feels like, I don't know, it doesn't look, it doesn't feel too programmed, I guess. I don't know, like, it doesn't, I don't know. Too forced, just, yeah. yeah. Too, forced. like, too set staged, I would say. Right. I understand, staged yeah, exactly. That's, that's it. Like, I understand that, you know, there's nothing wrong with people wanting attention. Um, and, and to you know, appear a certain and, way. But also wanting to participate in, in something bigger, you know, like, even though, even if it's just, a dance or whatever like it you know like we're very social creatures so it, you know it makes sense and you know when you can't when you can't go places and you know take you know beautiful pictures of your food and and uh and go to music festivals and things like that like you know like we got to get that yeah. that interaction somewhere and um and you know, oh yeah it really does make the world a stage again so it's nice it is nice. I also think during COVID, people made a lot of TikToks just because, like, they could with DIY content, mm -hmm. like learning how to make a new dish, like figuring out ways to spend time and make content while not leaving the house, which was also interesting. I think also that had a big part in how big TikTok has gotten these so far um, the yeah. last two years. Well, there's also not at all like it doesn't matter how many videos there are of the same thing there's you know it's relatable <laughs> yeah you can still like people can still get rewarded for something you know for the you know if you if you wanted to do a diy video of your own that, that you had just seen someone else do it's encouraged it's not mm -hmm. it's not you know discouraged to you know to do like you know to do something that someone else has already done it's encouraged and i think um you know a lot especially with a marketing mindset you know we're always like we kind of we don't want to do something that's been done like we always want to do something new and and whatever and i think that that's kind of like TikTok has has kind of shifted um the way that that we do social a little bit because we're not trying you know we're not you know we we i think um stuff that we do that reflects the community and reflects things that people are doing on that platform are you know probably going to do a lot better than than you know, than some new things sometimes. So, oh yeah, the original take um, that a lot of cr 
creators, I'd like to call them, um, have their own spin on using the same soundbite or using doing the same dance move or, you know, doing a duet. Um, it's still original. It's still fresh. Mm. So that's the part that is cool, I think, about TikTok as a platform for sure. Um, okay, so back to dad talk. So what would you say is has been I mean, it feels like such an obvious question, but what would you say is the is like the best part so far? What's like a hard moment um, that you've had um, to date? Um, yeah. Okay. So the best part is definitely um, anytime she smiles, like mm-hmm. just Aww. just straight up. Anytime she smiles, yeah. Anytime she smiles is is the best part of my day, and she smiles a lot. So. Like, it just makes me happy every time. Like, that, hearing her laugh, one of the coolest things ever. And then also just how fast she's growing and, and like, becoming a person, you know, like, a real, a real person um, yeah. every single day. So, like, that's, that, those are the best parts. Um, the, the worst parts are really, like... Anytime she is crying and you, like, I've exhausted all possible, like, you know, like things that could soothe her. Um, when I've when I've gone through the list of everything and she's still upset, um, that's when panic mm-hmm. starts to kind of set in. And and you like, there's just there is something physical that happens whenever your baby cries that makes you want to die on the inside a little bit. Cause you feel like, like you've done something so wrong and like you mm-hmm. are, in, you know, and whenever, you know, everything that you're doing like doesn't fix it, it just, it like starts to compound and, and get worse with each, with each whale. Um, and so like, it feels like the end of the world and, and it's just such a physical feeling. And I, you know, it's like that for me and it's, even worse for Brittany because like that, that motherly, that, yeah. you know, that motherly connection is different and it's, it's, it's tough. Like that, that, those are the hardest, hardest, it's the hardest thing, you know, with it um, is just trying to make sure that, you know, that she's good, you know, and that, that she's, um, you know, I don't know, like as happy as she could possibly be. Um, right. Right. I think it's um, also might be, and you tell me your thoughts on this, a reflection of like your inner critic, right? Like yourself, like you want to, especially like a newborn baby, you're hard on yourself by nature, by being a parent, wouldn't you, would you say? Yep, entirely. Like, yeah, you, you, you hit it on the head right there. Cause it is, um, it is a lot. It is your own, your own guilt and your own like feelings of, of inadequacy that kind of come to the surface really, really quickly. Um, because mm-hmm. like, you know, like the weight of having a kid is, um, it's heavy. It's, it's really hard. Like I have a really good kid. Like she's awesome. Like, you know, 95% of the time, mm-hmm. like she is like sunshine rainbows and just like pure cuteness. Um, and yes. there's, but the other 5% like makes me like question everything that led up to that point, you know, like, why did we do this? You know, like it, it gets to that point and she's a really good kid. It's like a hard, it's, it's very mental and it is, you're really kind of going against yourself. Um, whenever, mm-hmm. whenever 
you know, it gets to that point. It just, it, you know, it, it's a, it is a mental game and it is tough to kind of, you know, it's tough to remind myself that sometimes, but um, you know, yeah. when, it, when it comes to right down to it, you know, like she, she always stops crying and she starts smiling again and everything is all cool. And, you know, like she has recently started sleeping through the night after um, a little bit of sleep training. That was really tough um, mm-hmm. because you just gotta, yeah. you gotta let them learn to cry at night. <laughs> and, um, right. It was tough, but two days, two days of sleep training. And now that girl sleeps throughout the, like through the night, doesn't wake up until eight thirty. So like it has, it, it went from being nice. like something we would dread, you know, in the middle like of the nightmare. night. Yeah, it was, <laughs> yeah. you know, like, it's like, well, what time is it? Oh, she's going to wake up at one and we might as like, you know, I might as well stay up or, or, you know, just get ready for the, you know, the next time that she's going to wake up. Um, and it's just no way to live. And, uh, you know, yeah. it was something that we had kind of, you know, I had, had really wanted to put off <laughs> um, for a while. Right. It's just really, really hard. Like you just want to help and, and soothe her. And then um, this was just last week, you know, like we, we, um, you know, had to just kind of close the door, turn on the monitor and just kind of let it happen. There was some noise canceling yeah. headphones involved too, so that helped. But um, damn. But yeah, it went from being like the worst thing to now it's like the greatest thing. And um, it's, yeah, allowing that to happen, right? That's that's the right. hardest part, right? And yeah. like that's that's another thing. I feel like you know we you know as I'm as I'm you know seeing her grow up. Like I don't like I really don't want to stunt her emotionally or you know or or get in her way or or take away anything from from her human experience so you know i think there are a lot of like you know i think there are a lot of there are a lot of things that that you can do and not do um but yeah going with the gut has really been like the best the best approach for us so far and um we realize yeah. like there's there is like a lot of paternal and maternal instincts that like that we come with I think and and um, yeah um, just trying to listen to yourself and and not not um, overanalyze anything too much is is um, is one way to kind of get out of that <laughs> that that That's good. that guilt loop. Yeah, I would feel like so. Let's talk about you talk about instinct. That's a good word. Um, that kind of brings me to, so like therapy, for example, that's something we talked about in my last episode, therapy. And for a lot of people, it means different things like, you know, and but to me, therapy, the definition is literally you go talk to someone about how you're feeling and you check in with yourself. And it's also a way of really taking care of yourself, right? Emotionally and like literally like mentally too, um, especially during COVID. So for me, it's been pretty rewarding. And I'm curious for you as a, you know, a millennial dad, a dude, um, let's talk about that for a second. Um, what are your thoughts on therapy, like in general? I, you know, I think everyone should, should have an objective ear that they can go to, you know, whenever, 
whenever they are questioning themselves or or need clarity or just an outside you know perspective um mm-hmm. on things like you know like it's really hard it, we you know i've gone to you know I, i've gone to therapy you know a number of times um i'm not like currently mm-hmm. seeing a therapist but um you know it's it's always been on the list you know like to to find to find that but i think you know i think it's immensely helpful and it was really helpful for me at a crossroad um you know when i you know i needed i needed to like just let some things go and try and get um you know get to get to you know the core of myself a little bit um or i get out of my own Mm -hmm. way i guess is really what I learned in, in, you know, in, in my sessions. Um, Yeah. Which is great. I mean, kudos to you. Cause I mean, I also think, I didn't mean to interrupt you, but for a lot of guys, like, I think it's a lot harder for them to even talk about their emotions, you know? Um, Like, I think I got on, on a zoom meeting the other day during work, got a lot of nodding heads about when I mentioned, I think a lot of guys have a lot that they, they want to talk about and get off their chest. And I saw a lot of nodding heads in the room. So I just think it might be tough, even tougher for guys to process their emotions, if not more than women, just as equally. I, yeah, I think people in general have a hard time, you know, I think people have a hard time being alone with their own thoughts, you know, and as we get more and more distracted, it just gets harder and harder to do that. Um, I, you know, I, you know, the, the way that I've gotten, I've, I've had, you know, like the way that I've gotten through the hardest times in my life, you know, hasn't been to run away from those feelings. It's been to fully embrace them um, mm-hmm. and try to understand, wow. like understand why and, and just kind of log how I, you know, how, how I'm feeling. And, and, you know, for me, I like to think that, you know, like these, these feelings are, are very unique in the moment things like you can't always chalk it up to, you know, just, um, you know, happiness or sadness or anger or, or grief or whatever. Like they're very, very, um, you know, specific to a, a moment or like, you know, like experience, you, right? Yeah. Experience and, yeah. And so I don't know. I just, um, I've always, you know, tried to like when I'm in a good when I'm in a good mind, like I think that like that's how I like to approach um, you know, when I'm when I'm feeling something other than content, you know, like whenever I'm not just, you know, like operating, you know, on my normal daily um my normal daily mentality. Um it doesn't always work, you know, I think like that that way, but um but it has helped me get through, you know, like, you know, the major losses I've had, like with my dad, like I talked about earlier, like, you know, mm-hmm. having like a, a, you know, a really like having, being able to access like, a, you know, that range of, of, of emotion um, and, you know, and not trying to chalk it up to, you know, just like a general feeling like helped like really helped me a lot. Yeah, that definitely takes, well, kudos to you. I mean, that takes a lot of emotional intelligence, I would say, which is becoming more and more like a, a buzzword, I'd say, even especially currently. Um, 
Because I think when we talk about TikTok too, a lot of that content is about talks about that kind of stuff, you know, which oh, is also yeah. interesting. Oh, my mom has yeah. been all over narc talk is what she would call it. Um, narc talk. Narc yeah. talk. So <laughs> she's like fully in on the uh, like on the mental health TikTok stuff, um, specifically right now on narcissism. So. Uh, yeah and i've heard her throw out an emotional intelligence recently um so yeah i I could see um i could see like psych these psychological terms being you know normalized a lot more or or um democratized really because more people are are becoming aware of all this yeah definitely which is good and good it's good and bad i think um you know having that awareness Mm -hmm. is good but i also think you know, it does create, maybe if it creates more of, uh, I think more of a, um, more motivation to seek, you know, to seek, you know, therapy, then great. But as an alternative to therapy, I don't know if TikTok is going to be enough. I mean, at least from the videos that my mom has sent me, like I, you know, oh yeah, definitely scratch the surface and that's it. And you know, I don't know. They should, they don't, TikTok does not, let's be, let's just make it very clear. I think we're both aligned here. TikTok does not replace real therapy. That's for sure. Like it's, it's a great place for content, like snippets, but nothing really replaces um, actually doing the work with so, like a therapist, for example, totally um, on a consistent basis. Right. Yeah. Or even just, you know, doing your own research and seeking out you know, more stuff when it comes like more opinions and, and things like that. But yeah, it doesn't replace a therapist for sure. Um, you know, even therapists yeah, not to on say. there, like you can't, it's different. Like, a, you know, yeah, a great. Cause it's not your stuff. It's not your, like whatever. Issue, right. It's not personal. You're dealing it with. is your experience. General, right? Yeah. It's a general view that is supposed to reflect, you know, like the masses, like the, it's supposed to reflect, you know, your FYP, and <laughs> and um yeah. that you know like it serves a purpose and i you know i definitely i've you know i've been in i've been back and forth with my mom on this because she you know she really wants you know i think she wants me to just accept like accept her journey in into like into like these tiktok mm-hmm. like mental health tiktok videos and um I yep. I can't just go along with it without saying, you know, <laughs> you should you yeah. should explore more options here. Like that's great. Like it's it's all good yeah. stuff, but there's more to it than that. Um don't yeah. you know, don't stop there. Like you're asking really great questions or you're looking at really good stuff and you're on the right trail, but it's not, you know, it's not done. Like it's time to, you know, it's time to move, you know, to move deeper. No. Yeah. Yeah, it's not like you watch a TikTok about mental health and you know everything and you're good. Bye. It's more like, okay, now like we're just starting. Like TikTok is like has uncovered like something that hits me like differently, right? Um, and then it puts me in the right direction. I feel like that's a pretty common um way of using TikTok um as a kind of like a guiding starting point, really. Mm-hmm. Which is um which is cool. I mean, I also appreciate the fact that it does that um versus you know kind of being more 
involved with showcasing yourself um, externally, I guess, in a certain way. So you're like, let's be real, like perceived a certain way in a certain light, right? Mm -hmm. um, which I feel like might be more of the focal point on like an IG or not to be like, oh, IG trash. No, it's not like that. It's just something that's been shifting. I've noticed um, just being in social and paying attention to like the, the different platforms and um, how people are really using it, right? Mm -hmm. Yep. Yeah, I agree with that. Um, yeah. Um, what was I going to say? And then, so back to the dad point, um, in terms of being a new dad, first of all, what would you say, because you had a baby during COVID, um, and I'm sure, in fact, there's quite a few others, listeners out there right now that are kind of in the same boat. They are a new recent dad during COVID, uh, millennial or not. And um, I'm wondering what you could say to them, um, not like advice, but just like, even just like an empathy point, like, hey, like, we've like, I'm just curious what those words would be. Oh, that's, um, no wow. pressure, though. <laughs> well, yeah, I don't, it's funny, I don't quite feel qualified to, uh, to really give, like, dad advice yet. I don't know if I've earned that, that, um, that, that feather quite yet but um you know i, I think, think that he, like here's what's worked for me like or what's worked for us and has made us um i think feel i don't know feel normal and feel like um you know like give us a little bit of hope and it's like it's just like we take laney you know to a lot of places like we we'll just go to restaurants you know like you know, it's really safe, you know, for us, for the most part, you know, as safe as it can be. And like trying not to be so, so scared of, of, um, you know, of everything or, or of, um, yeah, I don't know, just like not being too like overly protective. Like we've been listening to our pediatrician, uh, like we traveled, we, you know, we've traveled with her um, and, mm. you know, she's, she's been, you know, she's handled everything really well. I think, you know, now, like one thing that I'm having to get over is, is uh, now that she's like sitting at the table with us in her little oh. high chair thing, you know, she's going to be really messy out in public. And I have a hard time processing that as I realized this <laughs> past weekend. Um, but, um, but oh, yeah, like what happened this weekend? Messy. Well, so her, her six months, um, birthday i guess was was on saturday and so we went to brunch and we took her and the waiter brought out um a cup of whipped cream for her with a candle and stuff and 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 then my wife like you know put some of this whipped cream on her tabletop thing and it just it got real messy from there uh still not even that messy and i just you know it was one of those things that i that i looked back on after i was just kind of like <laughs> anxious the whole time you know for no real reason um other than you know just not wanting to make a mess um mm -hmm. which would go right. you know which would go for you know at my house or even like or at a restaurant um yeah. <laughs> it just yeah like that. it was one of those things that I'm, that I'm having to having to kind of process you know for myself how i get over it how i like why i feel that way and and all that but um 
I think, you know, I'm questioning it, questioning it, like why I'm feeling that way. So I feel like I'm going in the right direction, but it also might be just, you know, kind of a trigger from when I was a server, you know, growing up, um, <laughs> you know, seeing all the, having to clean yeah. up the mess after all the kids left my tables and stuff. So I'll, uh, I'm, I know Lainey will break me soon, so it'll be good. But yeah, as far as advice, as far as advice goes, just, you know, get out there, go for walks, get out of the house. Um, you know, babies love to explore and they need to, you know, to, they need to be socialized and shown, like show them off. Definitely. I also feel like probably within the last six months, it's probably felt like a million years, right? Like it's like, oh, a month is not just a month. It's, it's like. 20 years <laughs> it feels that way yeah it really does it's crazy to think of how long it felt like forever like it felt like you know Brittany was pregnant for one million years and <laughs> you know she's like you know laney has been here almost as long as as uh she was not you know like just in there so it's like it, it is it's wild Awesome. Well, thanks for being here. I appreciate it. Yeah, yeah. It's been nice talking to you. And that, my friends, was episode two. Thanks again for listening. Um, don't forget to follow us on Instagram at ex-peoplepleaser on IG. All right. Have a good one.